0: You're listening to the Leadership Upside Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Carringer. On this podcast, we discuss what successful leaders are doing, saying, and thinking. Now let's dive in. Our guest today is Michelle Lewis. Michelle is the Executive Director of the Loudoun County Education Foundation, a role that she's held since 2011. During her tenure the Loudoun County Education Foundation, has contributed over $885,000 to education in Loudoun County. Michelle, welcome to Leadership Upside.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Chuck. I'm glad to be here.
0: Michelle, before we uh, discuss your work at the Loudoun County Education Foundation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, including your professional background?
1: Um, Well, let's see. I graduated from the University of Tennessee with a Bachelor's of Science in Communications. I have um, graduated from the Leadership Loudoun County Program in 2012, the Regional Leadership Program in 2014. Um, I sit on the board of the Loudoun County Chamber of Commerce. Um, I'm also a member of the board of the uh, Lenore City Committee of 100. And uh, that's sort of my professional career. And I'm also a mom. I have a 22-year-old son and a 25-year-old daughter, both of whom are um, students at UT. I should say my husband and I have those two children. (laughs) And uh, my daughter's working on her master's and my son's working on his bachelor's.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And as a Fellow UT graduate, go Vols.
1: <laughs> go Vols.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's always nice to talk to another volunteer. So uh, incredible. I just gave a large number, um, relatively uh, speaking, um, Leiden County uh, school system is is not a huge school district. And, and in just a moment, I'll ask you to give us a little bit of insight on that. But uh, you all have raised $885,000 to go towards uh, education. Uh, when will you hit that million mark? Do you anticipate?
1: Well, we'll we'll get pretty close to it by the end of this year, but I think it'll take us next year before we actually clear a million.
0: Oh. It, it, I, I just want to applaud not only your efforts in leading a nonprofit, uh, contributing to the advancement of education in your uh, county and um, Latin County School District, but everyone who contributes. Uh, it's one way that that uh, people can make a tangible difference in the education uh, of our students. Uh, Michelle, tell us a little bit about Loudoun County School District so that uh, those listening, as we talk about your leadership, can have some context over the size of the school district.
1: Um, We have two school districts in Loudoun County. So we have the Lenore City School System, which are three schools. That's an elementary, uh, a middle, intermediate, and a high school Um, There are uh, roughly 2,500 students within that district. And then we have the Loudoun County uh, School District, which is an enrollment of about 5,000 students. And they have nine schools. They have three elementary. uh, Well, actually, they have uh, five elementary schools, um, two middle schools and two high schools in that district.
0: So, combine the two, you're talking about supporting uh, 12 schools and about 7,500 students. Yes. Um, all right. Excellent. So, you lead uh, a nonprofit organization. Yes. Well, let's talk about mission for a moment. How does your mission drive your priorities?
1: Um. Well, when I first started with the foundation, uh, which was 10 years ago, that was one of the first things that that we really took a look at and and um, updated. I guess um, the mission is is really going to provide that guideline of everything you do, and and you know it it can be overwhelming all the different opportunities and tasks and areas that you can become involved in. And so, I personally feel that you know that mission statement is the first place where you you set the the road, you know, of of what you're going to work on and how you're going to address it. So. It provides the guidance, I think, that the overall nonprofit requires.
0: Awesome. Um, so, Michelle, let's drill down into that just a little bit further. When you look at your mission mm-hmm. statement uh, itself on a day-to-day basis or what you put the green light to, hey, we can support that, or maybe a yellow or red light, not yet or no, Um Can you drill down into your mission just a little bit further and give us some insight into the type of projects that you might fund or assist with that align with that mission?
1: Sure. And and also, too, I I think that I can give you an idea. Our, Our mission helps us determine what it is that we don't fund. And um, and with education foundations, you'll you'll find if you you know look even through the state and then nationally, um, you know they're set up in a lot of different ways. Some of them are connected directly to the schools. Some of them are standalone organizations. Some of them work to um, provide budgetary relief. You know, some work to build schools. So um, specifically we are not doing budget relief. We are not doing bricks and mortar. And and with a real specific reason, because we feel that that monies that we supply in those areas um, end up being money that usually the county commission will remove from the school's funding. And that's not something that we can guarantee would be available every year. So we don't wanna create a situation that the schools have to live with that's detrimental. So when we put our mission statement together, um, we wanted to define specifically the areas that we are going to be contributing in so that, you know, we do have those guidelines. And in, in, in the case where someone might approach us for, say, a new roof on a building or a new classroom, more classroom furniture, you know, we have that to kind of refer back to that we are looking at items that, that support education specifically as far as skills and supplies and those kind of items
0: this michelle as as a leader um as leaders in general uh, there are oftentimes that we get to say yes to requests, yes yeah. to ideas yes to new projects yes to someone who approaches with an idea for a new product even mm-hmm. in a corporate setting or for profit setting uh, you have requests come to you regularly mm-hmm. i would imagine and um unfortunately or, or because as you just outlined the the r- request doesn't align with the mission regardless like all leaders you have to say no mm-hmm. sometimes to some likely very passionate individuals about uh, their project or or what they want uh, funding for walk us through as a leader the no process when you reach that how do you communicate it um, and and just that entire Dynamic of having to tell someone we're not going to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. And, and you know that's probably one of the the least favorite things of of the job. You know to to have to to turn somebody down. It's not something that we like to do. Um, and and first of all, let me say that you know that I I am not solely responsible for those decisions. So when a when an approach comes into me a request for funding, then I first consider it as to whether or not it meets up with the parameters that we that we have set out. Um, if it does not, you know I. I I still will take that to my board of directors, but I will take it with my recommendations. And, um, and and that does both ways, whether it's a project that does fit or does not fit. You know, I, I will give my recommendation as to funding on it. And then um, that body of directors. We'll take that recommendation into consideration and then they will make their decision. So I do not set policy for the foundation, but I do carry it out. So but however, as I said, my role is guidance and, and recommendation. So um, so in the case where we we receive a, a request that really just doesn't match for whatever reason, then um And as you say, sometimes they're really great ideas and sometimes they're very passionate ideas. And and sometimes, you know, I will look to other um, funding bodies or businesses and industries that I know have that interest and push it towards that direction so that I may have to say, no, I'm sorry, we can't fund it. But I've reached out to this other contact and, you know, you can follow through with them. Um, uh, again, most of those decisions are kind of made, you know, as a, a group decision with my board. And so, um, depending on what they direct me to do, following that, I will reach back out to uh, the request store and uh, and respond with, you know, what we'll be able to do for them.
0: Shell, let's pivot to communication. Um, what you got? If I remember correctly, uh, you earned your degree in communication. Uh, so, looking forward to your uh, insights on this. Um, communication is such a vital part of leadership in general. Um, for your organization, the one you lead, uh, the Education Foundation in Loudoun County, um, what are the uh, means of communication, and um, what have you observed to be uh, the impact of your communication? And here's a here's one that might put you on the spot. Where do you see an opportunity to strengthen communication? Mm.
1: Um well as you say I mean communication is is key you know to to all of it and and as we we learn in communication 101 you know it you have to have that second part where communication is received and understood for it to be successful and so so that's the part that 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 in most of my business dealings I try to focus on is to make sure that I have communicated it well enough but also the person that I'm speaking with has received the message and understand. So um, there's, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, venues, I mean, there's, you know, phone calls, meetings, emails, you know, personal contacts, social media, uh, newspaper, you know, some radio, you know, utilizing all of those forms of communication. I also have, you know, several different target markets that I'm communicating with. I am communicating with teachers, you know, to um, let them know uh, grant information, application deadlines. Um, I'm communicating with my board, you know, to to create those programs and set those deadlines. Um, I'm communicating with the general public to give them opportunities to support those programs and help fund um, and advertise those programs so that, you know, the community is aware of the work that we do and how we do it. So, um, there's a, a lot of different avenues that, um, that I have to access in order to communicate all those different messages. Um, and as far as, uh, where it could be improved, <laughs> you know, uh, I think probably the biggest problem with communication these days is that we all have so much coming at us all the time, and um, it can be very difficult to prioritize both what's coming at you and what is going back out. So, um, so those are areas that I constantly try to work on to improve, to um, to make sure that I'm not um, overburdening, <laughs> you know the the uh, communication venues, you know, if I'm sending 20 emails a day, then I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to read any of them. So, um, so you can overdo it, you know, you can underdo it and uh, maintaining that balance is what's really important, I guess. Michelle, that's
0: such a great point about the uh, frequency uh, and, and the, the um, uh, tendency sometimes for us to think more is always better. And as you were describing that, like, like many other people, I'm on uh, some email list uh, that at some point I've signed up for something. I took a free resource. I gave my email address, um, not my primary email address, but <laughs> an email address. And there are certain newsletters that come in that I really look forward to. They're they're well done. And I think an aspect of that, I was just thinking when you said, you know, if I send 20 emails a day, I'll be overburning people. I, I think I resonate with those organizations who actually uh, email less frequently, maybe uh, you know, on a weekly rhythm or or mm-hmm. whatever. But when the email comes out, it is meaningful, it's substantial, it's impactful. It's easy to read, it's well written. it's 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 communicated in a way that invites me to read it as opposed to. Uh, having to read it. Um, Mm -hmm. So a great point about the frequency. And I think that's a good reminder to all of us as leaders. Um, When it comes to communication, especially electronic communication, um, we have to be really mindful about uh, the number uh, and frequency of emails that we're sending, uh, the method uh, that we're communicating. By the way, speaking of another communication tool, I enjoyed the foundation's website. Thank you. Absolutely. I took some time and, and uh, uh, enjoyed the clarity of options. It was laid out in such a way that was straightforward and easy for me to, to follow. Hey, if I want to um, uh, support a particular uh, initiative or here are the initiatives that as a foundation, you all annually support uh, mm-hmm. for both students and teachers. So uh, enjoy lo- looking over your your uh, your website. Let's talk about a typical day. give a little day. Oh, shout ahead.
1: out about the, the website? Of course. Um, if, you, if, if I may be so bold as to, to say, um, Epic9 uh, designed that for me. And um, they have such a, a great mission statement with their marketing because for every corporation that hires them to do a website, they will donate a website to a nonprofit of your choosing. And so um, they, they did that wonderful website for us at no cost.
0: And that is super cool. Yeah, it
1: really.
0: I've never heard of anybody donating uh, a (laughs) website. And it's similar to uh, some other companies who buy a pair of shoes and they'll give a pair of shoes. Um, Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, I love that. Uh, Epic Nine.
1: Epic Uh, Nine.
0: Mm -hmm. And are they located in Loudoun County?
1: They're actually in Maryville, but they okay. came into this area. They were interested in being involved in the area, and um, so Jeremy Leduc, the owner of the um, of the corporation, joined my board of directors. And um, so, you know, he's he's not just you know advertising for clients in the community; he's actually supporting our community and doing work here. So, I, I just can't say enough about their organization. But they are located in Maryville.
0: It's super cool. It, it's got my wheels turning. Perhaps mm-hmm. how other leaders and their organizations uh, who are listening today could adopt a similar posture with regard to um, supporting a nonprofit mm-hmm. um, uh, based on, uh, in this case, um, you know, hey, we do a website, uh, so somebody pays and, and uh, we'll do one for free for a nonprofit. I love that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That, wasn't, that, that was uh, uh, very uh, beneficial information. So let's talk about a typical day. And first of all, anytime I say that to a leader, they mm-hmm. laugh and say, I don't have typical days. And, so and, and, and I understand that. But mm-hmm. let's um, just for a moment, the, the most uh, consistent type days that you have, what does that consist of for a, an executive director of an education foundation?
1: Um, well, as you say, I mean, it, you know, there, there's not really a typical day, but I guess there's, there's categories of typical days. So, um, there's, you know, there's days that, you know, I have four or five different meetings. Um, I do a lot of networking in the community. So there's, you know, different organizations that I participate with and support, you know, I, um, I work very hard to, um, when i was hired my the my board chair told me tasked me with becoming the face of the education foundation and so i have worked very hard to to become that and and so being out in the community and being at different events and different meetings and such is a, is a very big part of that so um, so desk time can be you know sort of the, le- the least productive time for me but um but it, you know, it's a necessary evil that I actually get things down on paper and and uh, and keep records. But but getting out in the community, you know, meeting with different people, um, looking to see how how I can benefit others as well as as being a benefit, you know. And 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 I guess if there's anything that that I can say. Um, and I guess I'm almost off topic here, but but you know, as far as building relationships, I always try to be as much use to someone as I am asking for them to be useful for me. So yeah. um, that's that's part of my day. <laughs> that's, that's part of every day.
0: Great reminder, uh, Michelle, about the relationships in a business setting, um, especially that hey, I want to be of service to that person or that organization mm-hmm. as much or more than I'm hoping they will be a benefactor uh, to your organization or for the rest of us uh, who aren't in nonprofit uh, space, uh, that they will be a uh, a client or a customer or of service uh, to our organization. That is a great reminder. And I'm always um, amazed um, at the significance of relationships in business. Relationships matter greatly uh, in business. And uh, I think you're very wise to be out in the community, uh, be the face of the foundation. And for for all of us, uh, there's uh, work that has to be done. And many times we're behind a computer or, or um, in our offices, uh, in meetings. But there's also the work that and our constituents, our customers, um, our teams—that um, we need to be out and about. And yeah. so, kudos to you for not being in your office all the time and getting out and and, uh, uh, and seeing. And in,
1: in regards to what you were saying about communication, I I, I think that's that that's one of those things. And and you know, we don't want to disregard that communication is obviously Facetime too. But in all of those situations, in building those relationships, you have to have the trust that. You know, the email that I send you is going to be important enough for you to read it, that I'm not going to waste your time, that when I call you, you know, I'm calling for a reason and you're going to take my call because it could be a reason that's going to benefit you or it may be an opportunity for you to help me, you know, and and as I'm out in the community and I'm meeting different people and I hear different people's needs and, and other people's resources, I'm there's so many times that I can put those things together that doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't benefit the foundation. It doesn't, you know... It, it, but it comes back around some other time, you know. So, uh, so I, I think all of those things are are really the most important part of leadership.
0: You, Michelle, you've got a, a ton of energy and passion uh, for your role with the foundation, and that that's so cool um, to see. I'm, you know, it, it's just a principle that when the leader is enthused and passionate and energized by the work, it is much easier to envision others being equally or also enthused and energized mm-hmm. and passionate about the work or the cause. And when the leader is not passionate, it's difficult for me to imagine uh, many other people being passionate mm-hmm. about the work. So uh, I love seeing your energy that, that may make this next question difficult. <laughs> um, what, what uh, of the many facets of your role, what's, what is your favorite?
1: My favorite um I, I love giving money away. I absolutely, you know, I mean, it—it's it, not really so much a leadership thing, but I love giving money away. I love when when I know how it feels when I'm 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 after a gift, I'm after a contribution, I'm trying to you know fund something, and 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 I make that phone call or that relationship, and they say yes, you know, and it makes me feel so great. And I love being able to give that feeling to the the next person. So when the teachers ask me for money for you know grant projects and stuff, giving the money away is absolutely my favorite favorite thing being involved with the kids you know just just making you know I really do feel like my job makes a difference in the community and um and and that's a great feeling every single day so that has to be my favorite part
0: (laughs) well let's flip the coin over what (laughs) what would be potentially um a least favorite aspect of your role or one of the more challenging aspects of your role something that's uh, a really tough part of your job or um something you know that that's just not your your particular your favorite part most of us have a not favorite part when it comes to our jobs what's yours
1: Um, well, I guess my, my least favorite part is, um, is ever having to tell people no, you know, that, that we aren't going to be able to provide the funding that they requested. Um, being told no is, you know, absolutely my least favorite. And, um, and I tend to be persistent and persuasive, and so I, I sometimes really have to gear back and, and accept no <laughs> when people say no. And, um, and then really early morning meetings are probably my <laughs> least favorite.
0: <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Michelle, is there anything else that you'd like to, to share today? I appreciate your insights so much on leadership and the role of being the executive director in a nonprofit setting. Anything else that you'd like to share?
1: Well I you know I just have to say it's it is absolutely my honor to to be allowed to do this job every single day and if it wasn't for the time and and the energy that my board members give to the foundation as volunteers, my job, I wouldn't even have a job. And um, just being being able to have all the relationships and have all of these people that, that work with us to make this foundation and our mission successful is, is an absolute blessing. And And I just wake up every day appreciating that I have the opportunity to do what I do.
0: Fantastic. Michelle, thanks for being on Leadership Upside.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to
0: this episode of Leadership Upside, where we discuss what successful business leaders and diverse organizations are doing, saying, and thinking. Today, our guest has been Michelle Lewis. For more information about the Loudoun County Education Foundation, please visit their website, lceftn.org. Let me say that again, lceftn.org. Until next time on Leadership Upside, I'm Chuck Carringer. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for joining us today. Head over to ChuckCarringer.com for more information.